0: This is the Tag2F Podcast, show number five. Hi, and welcome to the Tag2F Podcast. This is a platform to share, learn, teach, and inspire. Join us as we think big, play to win, while finding balance and expanding possibilities. Thank you for joining us. Here are your hosts. Nikki, Lizzie, and Gina. Okay, so how were your weeks?
1: Oh, I I had a (laughs) kind of a crummy week.
0: Again? Yeah. Okay, you don't have crummy weeks, so why do you come in here thinking you had a crummy week? Okay, first of all, this week... (sighs) In 20 seconds, tell me the bad things. Then tell me the good things. Okay. In 20 seconds. It's, well, Aunt
1: <laughs> Flo's just on her way to visit. So, you know, wah, wah. the anticipation for that always makes for, you know, just crummy energy. And I, it wasn't a crummy week. All my weeks are good. It j- I know. Okay. Well, it just wasn't as great as it has been. Oh. It was boring. Maybe. <laughs> oh. Maybe it was a boring week.
0: Well, thank God you're well, here. Well, and a
1: stressful week. Um... There's been some things going on with the business that are potentially extremely exciting, but also very stressful that um, I'm not ready to share yet. But Mm -hmm. I think maybe that might have tainted my mood a little bit. Just sexual harassment (gasps) training. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're going to have to, Lizzie... Oh, you guys are going to have to go through sexual harassment training soon. Did you like that
0: laugh? That was a far cry from my last big laugh. I did not like that laugh, and I will tell you one reason why. Can (laughs) we still hug? What's up with your microphone, Lizzie? Why is
1: it sideways? I don't think we can hug. But, um... Oh, at work? Can I tell you about that laugh you just did? Real quick, a story about my daughter. Oh, yeah. It was adorable. Layla, my 10-year-old, came home from school, and she told me that, um... She was a little bit sad because she overheard one of her friends talking behind her back. Aww. I know. It actually was really cute because it was, it was two girlfriends. And I said, well, what, what did she say? And she said she told the other girl that um, she thought Layla was a little obnoxious. She's,
2: she said that word?
1: She, yeah, she said that word and okay. that's and a
2: parents word
1: and the other little girl, right. like maybe the parents have been telling her
2: she's no no but that is a word that parents it's use. a big word and um the other little girl said no i don't think so
1: like she totally defended layla oh, but it not... was it was just that it wasn't like an ongoing conversation necessarily um and so later on, not too much later, uh, Layla, she has been making this god-awful laugh noise, which is very similar to what you just did. Oh. Uh,
2: I can't even... <coughs> oh, I've heard
1: her do that. I can't even do it because it makes me cough every I've time. i do that, for sure. And so I said to her, um, hey, Layla, just out of curiosity, were you making that noise at all at school today? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, why? And I was like... <coughs> you think maybe that might be why she (laughs) called you (laughs) and she was like yeah she was like no mom of course we had a conversation about you know i i said to her well social norms yeah and i was like first of all i am not telling you to modify or change who you are for anybody Mm -hmm. or any reason however you know do you want to maybe bring this up with your friend and find out like what is it that's going on that's making her feel that way is this a friendship that's worth talking about it or you know are you just yeah. gonna not be her friend or whatever I love
0: that Commun- communicate directly rather than being passive
1: yes mm-hmm. and you know what she did the next day she talked to the little girl okay. and she told her that she was just having a bad day and <gasps> that and it she- wasn't
0: her yeah oh and she Kudos was, to that little girl yeah. for identifying that she was having these kids. I'm man. tearing. I know. Aww, made me dear. so happy. Aww.
2: So
1: that was a good part of
0: the week. These,
2: how come children have more emotional understanding than me? <laughs> these days, you'll, I mean, you'll have to ask. <laughs> but man, that is so cool.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. I'm trying. You know, <laughs> because I've struggled with being forthright with friends. I mean, I still do. Yeah, I still have mm-hmm. a hard time. Like, I overanalyze everything. I internalize a lot. I'm in my head. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's gotten me into trouble without me even really knowing it. I mean, I thought I was being uh, careful in not jumping to conclusions or, you know, not, like, being over-emotional or whatever. But, yeah, you if you're thinking or feeling something – You got to come right out and say it or ask like Mm -hmm. in a non-confrontational way, obviously, but that's called healthy, honest communication.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And not worry.
0: There's nothing worse than feeling you're walking on eggshells or that there's so much tension in the air. You can like cut it with a knife. Yeah. yeah, especially in a really close relationship like roommate or best, best friend or marriage. I've had yeah.
2: situations in the past with very good friends where mother. a couple have been, you know, fighting about something that then continues that people have forgotten exactly what started it, <gasps> and just yep. And I've refused to be, I've refused to pass messages on, or because I am like, you know what? No, no, nope. You guys need to. This is not me. You guys guys carry on. Carry on. (laughs) Or don't. We didn't get to your week, Lizzie. How was your week? My week was... What did I do? I don't really... I don't remember my week. You
1: had a great week. You came into work like several times going, yeah, I am happy. I've been productive. (gasps) Oh, I
2: did do something. Tell them how
1: many toilets you've cleaned.
2: Oh. (laughs) That was was the week before. Oh, that was the week before. I cleaned six toilets in 24 hours. Oh. Woo! Yeah. yeah. So you Stretch. cleaned several toilets? Oh yeah. That was the
1: week before, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. getting I'm getting your weeks. Getting mixed ready to up.
2: clean. I actually had a dream of cleaning last night. Weird. Do you find cleaning cathartic? Um, like, depends. Some people
0: find like ironing. I don't iron. Does, do people fulfilling? actually iron still? Oh, my old boss did to relax. She used to iron in front yeah. of the TV all her work clothes. Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um <laughs> sorry we're having technical
2: noise <laughs> hiccups. Ne- Neck technical <laughs> toys. <laughs> I
0: have a sore
1: neck. Nicole's having problems.
2: <laughs> Neckhole. We'll cut all of this out.
0: No, we won't. We're leaving it. <laughs> so, Lizzie, on a scale of one to ten, did you feel like you had a decently productive... It sounds like you had a happy week.
2: I did. I finished my book. I also went for a mortgage... Mortgage. A meeting with a friend of ours who does mortgages to discuss <gasps> uh-huh. our financial situation. Woo! Yes! Um, yeah. There and I is. was very proud to announce that I had... Well, neither of us have anything we owe on pretty much, which is pretty exciting.
0: So there's that. I'm going to buy a house. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, Mickey, mine. Mine was a week. It was a week. We can just leave it at that. I can't think of... A, a week week. It was one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. I was mm-hmm. running neck and neck. And super busy, but when you're that busy, you don't have time to uh, dwell on things that... more might normally bother you. So on that front, I mean, I, I work best when I'm busy. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. it. It was a very, very productive week. And yes, I finished The Tipping Point.
2: Yeah, yeah, we as did me. It. Yes. It's very exciting. Question,
0: how many people have you encountered who had something to say about The Tipping Point? Malcolm Gladwell? Or were just ready to comment on you holding the book? I feel like we all had several stories this week. Malcolm Gladwell stories,
1: less this week than the week before, but I've talked about the podcast a lot more, and mm. there's a lot of people interested in that. So okay, um, yeah,
2: I went and was that last week or, Oh my goodness, I need to your Uber driver. No Uber driver. That was
1: a couple before. weeks ago. That was before. Then there was a journey guy that was last co- week
2: going for coffee. I already yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Dear. yeah. Mm, so yeah. one of our new teachers.
0: I was ear hustling a conversation and he said, blah, 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 blah. He was talking to someone. And I was texting and I heard Malcolm Gladwell. Oh. And I, my head pops up and I'm like, huh? Who said Malcolm Gladwell? <laughs> who said, who, and I, told I know him, that guy. I totally <laughs> inserted myself into the conversation. And I told him that Malcolm Gladwell is going to be speaking in the Bay Area. And he was pretty interested in that. And I told him tickets were 180 bucks minimum. And I'm like, I don't... I'm, I'm not a person who, if it was a seminar where I'd be learning something or participating in some way, I I would consider paying. Or that. getting a reusable tote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would you go by yourself if you got a reusable tote, Lizzie? I'd
2: do a lot of things for a reusable tote. By yourself? I'm just kidding. I wouldn't go.
1: Oh, I didn't think so.
0: <laughs> because we've been tossing around the idea of maybe going, but I, I don't know. I don't see myself as the observer type i'm more i like to participate
2: i really liked his um i will listen to his podcast again i will because i like that's what they were talking about they said he said revisionist uh, history mm -hmm. and i was like huh. (laughs) i did like the way he jumped around i probably you know maybe if i read more books by him in the future i might be wanting to attend but i'm i'm Mm -hmm. happy listening to the podcast if I want a fix yeah
1: yeah so hey I wanted to say something about your week my week because before we started the podcast we noticed a little friend hanging off your door praying mantis
0: praying mantis
1: and I we we're all curious as to what that means and so I want to read what I find.
0: what'd you find is it a so, good thing yes. it could be good or it could be bad right
1: could be good and it could be bad let's see most I good Yeah, I mean, manifest it, but what if it's bad? Mm -hmm. Most people will say it's just a bug on your door. However, if you choose to believe in symbolism, a praying mantis stands for stillness, awareness, creativity, patience, mindful, calm, balance, and intuition. The mantis comes to us when we need peace, quiet, and calm in our lives. Usually the mantis makes an appearance when we've flooded our lives with so much business, activity, <gasps> or chaos Ooh. that we can no longer hear the still small voice within us because of the external din we've created. Whoa. And it goes on, but...
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Maybe... What does it mean when there's one in your pool? And,
1: and it uses its back <laughs> it leg to oar itself leg. off?
2: True story. To get to the pool True noodle. story. They're I mean,
0: smart. They're smart little buggers. I
2: love
0: them. So the tipping point... So what do we do we do we like
2: the last part of the tipping point? um I again had a week of um taking a minute to kind of get going with reading it. Um, I actually have really enjoyed it Th- this so he he he's wanting to give so much information in the book, and I think mm-hmm. in comparison to our last one, I felt like, oh my goodness, this is like so much information. I agree Maven style
1: I'm not a maven by the way I did realize that this (gasps) week Me too
2: What the Her too Literal
1: F
0: Oh my god Yeah I realized It's not a maven I am I am (laughs) It's not
2: a maven I am I am
0: not a maven I'm not Regular
2: (laughs) person Me is (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Dream to be connected I do Gosh. Gosh. My neck. Ooh. My neck. Um. So I really like the section, the initial section. Which oh, but I... we, were,
0: we were saying why we were not mavens, though. Oh, we sorry. all realized it at the same time. And I just wanted to say for the record, I'm definitely not a maven because that's not how I share information. I don't <laughs> informaven. <from> <laughs> And reading um, Lizzie, your dad's mm. Instagram post. Oh, my goodness. What a beautiful yeah. example of a maven. And he does that every
2: day. So everything, and I would tell you what his um, Instagram handle is, but first I get in trouble, and second of all, um, it's private now all of a sudden. Yeah. So maybe because he's a granddad now and he wants to mm-hmm. share stuff.
0: But and anyway. Yeah, I just, um, I just felt like, I like to I like to reteach and I like I like to learn, but it's for the selfish reason of learning. It's mm-hmm. not for the reason of wanting to share. Um, I want to share, but all the little things I learn about, it's not. I don't think the intention is the same as a maven's intention mm-hmm. of yeah. just mastering it. Well, I'm just for, curious. Yeah,
1: for me, it's more about being selective with the kind of with the information that I want to share. I, I might have a I might have a lot of information that I love sharing and I do, especially with my clients. But then there's other information that is like, mm girl, I'm not sharing this with you. I went yeah. out and learned it myself. You can do the same thing, like, you know. Yeah. And so that's not very Maven like
2: well, I love <laughs> The book says that true Mavens <clears throat> give the information for not for no benefit for themselves. Right. Right. I like to share information. I love learning stuff. But I also like to know about it after the fact. So if someone goes to a hotel, I have recommended, Or if someone goes to a place, I'm like, hey, Mm -hmm. you like it? (laughs) Whereas Maven's just sends you there and know you're going to like it and don't have to know about it. But I'm selfish in that I want to know how you liked it, whether I'm good at inform... Inform Informing. Informative thing. (laughs) Whether I'm good at informing <laughs> whether I know you, so hey, you know
1: think. what's interesting is we both realized we're not mavens for three completely different reasons,
0: yeah, and that's okay, I'm happy with you yeah, know, I'm good with it being I
1: think we just, all want to be mavens because, in insanely yeah.
0: curious, yeah, I'm just just insanely curious, and mm-hmm. if if you can go on that journey together like we are, I think it's. We found a really good mastermind group. Yes, we mm-hmm. did. I concur. So,
2: Lizzie, what were you saying?
0: You had um, you had some sort of insight, um, and we cut you
2: off. I really liked the beginning of section four. So, um, it's essentially where they broach, or he broaches, the broken window theory. Broken
0: windows theory, page one forty-five. Yes.
2: So, broken window theory
0: and other. Quality of life crimes may seem minor, but it leads to big change.
2: Fixing a broken window or painting graffiti in a train um, was what tipped the balance to make people so just reduce crime.
1: Just to be clear, one of the the thing about the graffiti was that they the graffiti was popping up on the trains Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. every day, every day. So they had to literally. Paint over the graffiti every I really, day.
2: I really like this one section was talking about it. So, these people doing the graffiti would go at night, they would paint the initial, like, you know, background. Of Outline,
1: background, yes.
2: Outline, so, background. It would take, what, three nights, I think, to, to I mean, complete, really get a piece finished. Yeah. So, interestingly, they wouldn't um, paint, like, the people painting over the graffiti would wait until the piece was finished before they'd paint over it
0: gorgeous pieces and then paint over yeah. it the day after so it was kind done. of
2: you know it wasn't as if the kid was coming along or the young person was coming along and painting you know a portion of it and then coming back and going all right well I didn't do much I can do that portion again like they would be left to do the entire piece and then it would be painted back over and Which is quite spirit crushing, really. You're, you're going yeah. to not be wanting to do that if you just finish and no one's got to see it. <laughs> and yeah. the reason
0: it 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 tipped, they they feel that that's why it tipped crime is because um, it was sending a message. It, mm-hmm. it was just graffiti or it was just the broken windows yeah. theory that if you fix the windows in a neighborhood, crime will go down. It was just graffiti. But at the same time, it was sending a message that this is not going to be tolerated in our mm-hmm. city anymore.
1: Number one, you're being watched. Yeah. Number two, it's yeah. not going to be tolerated. We're going to take care of it.
0: And, and we're going to well, crush your dreams in the process. Yeah. Like little
2: things being paid attention to. So um, it says the graffiti was symbolic of the collapse of the system. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if, this, if the graffiti was symbolic of the collapse of the system... Non-graffiti. If people were paying attention to the fact that the graffiti was there, what else were they paying attention to? Yeah, And that does connect exactly right to the trains in the other book in that little things were being paid attention to this also talks about um fares being paid
0: Mm. yep fare jumpers Mm. sending the message that they would take fare jumpers for any variety of reasons why they were cheating the fare or trying to steal money from the turnstile and line them up in a daisy chain
2: which i thought was pretty i mean i actually read that and thought oh that's pretty grim like really, you know, lining people up in a chain. But then I thought, well, you know, it's making sure enough people see that this is being done. Mm-hmm. And it also was, you know, the, the police were not tempted to be stopping people because of the amount of paperwork and the amount of... They actually set up an office, I believe, at the train station. Mm-hmm. So that the, the police... bus. They didn't have like to go bus. back to the station, write the reports. They would line people up, chain together who were breaking this law... Then they would do the report in one go, ego making less work for the police, but still, you know, pulling people up on this.
0: And I found it funny that they were, they referred to it as like a box of Cracker Jacks because you would get one guy booked for fair jumping and you'd find out, oh, yeah. he's wanted for this, this, and this crime. And so it actually made the police department's work a little bit easier because yeah. they could very easily find people who were guilty of much higher crime. Mm-hmm. Right, without
1: having to find them guilty of that crime, and then
0: people didn't
2: didn't want to
0: get, <laughs> get in the trouble myth- for something so small, right?
2: Yeah. So then I also said about you know the people who hadn't done other different crimes, but because the because people because everyone was doing it, mm-hmm. everyone was like, well, I'm not going to pay mine then because if this person doesn't, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. So the people who would usually pay their fare also weren't. But then they were once they saw a string of people because they were like, oh, I'm not a criminal. Why am I? I better pay my fare. I am not a criminal. I don't want to be humiliated in
0: public. Yeah. So <clears throat> taking a step back a little bit, the power of context is the section that that came out of. And the three principles of epidemics as per Gladwell are the law of the few. So we covered that first. Mm-hmm. Connectors, mavens, and salespeople. The stickiness factor, which are memorable ideas that move us to action. And then the third principle of epidemics is the power of context. And that's pretty much this third part, at least the next couple chapters. Um, and saying that the context of broken windows in your city is going to make people behave as if crime was acceptable. Mm. Right? Yes. So there was another example of the power of context, too. And that was in the early 1970s, Stanford University did a a prison experiment. Mm. And it, well, it's on page 152. Did I cut you off, Lizzie? Did you have something? No, 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 no. So on um, 152, let's see.
2: I've got a section which says the, the background of it. Um, In the early 1970s, a group of social scientists at Stanford University, led by Philip Zimbardo, decided to create a mock prison in the basement of the university's psychology building. They took a 35-foot section of corridor and created a cell block with a prefabricated wall. Three small six-by-nine-foot cells were created from laboratory rooms and given steel-barred, black-painted doors. Um, A closet was turned into a solitary confinement cell. The group then advertised in the local papers for volunteers men who would agree to participate in the experiment.
0: And they found some people who were willing to participate. Mm -hmm. Some were assigned to be guards and some were assigned to be inmates. And the experiment was designed to see if, um, was it because prisons are full of nasty people or was it because prisons are such nasty environments that they make people nasty? Mm -hmm. And that's word for word out of the book. And what did they find? I know it says, what Zimbardo found out shocked him. In a, Well, it was two weeks, right? The experiment was designed to go
2: two weeks, but they only made it six days. And uh, there was one section, let me try and find it, where it said, you know, people were just acting they, they, very, what we would consider unusually for, you know. <laughs> people who were assigned as...
0: Um, as, a, as guards, as guards, people who were assigned to be guards and were self-proclaimed pacifists mm. were doing unusually cruel and coming up with very strange ways of
2: torturing and punishing inmates. For example, there's one section says, guards were making the prisoners say to one another they loved each other and <laughs> making them march down the hallway in handcuffs with paper bags over their heads. It's pretty sick.
0: I'm I'm imagining that at some point at the beginning of the experiment, they said, we want you to just take it wherever your mm-hmm. emotions take you. And these are the things they came up with waking them up at 2 a.m., hitting them with fire extinguishers and stuff like that. Mm. Not hitting them, but spraying yeah. them.
2: And then um, one of the actual inmates said, um, I began to feel that I was losing my identity, that the person I call blank, you know, Bob or whatever, the person who volunteered to get me into this prison because it was a prison to me it still is a prison to me i don't regard it as an experimental si- uh, simulation was distanced from me was remote until finally i wasn't that person i was 416 i was really my number and 416 was really going to have to decide what to do yeah
0: Mm. And It's funny, I marked the sentence right after that in the book on 154. Zimbardo's conclusion was that there are specific situations so powerful that they can overwhelm our inherent predispositions. Mm. I saw something that um, at some point somebody was interviewing Malcolm Gladwell and asked what his favorite or most inspirational book was. The person and the situation. Hmm. And it's kind of talking about is it the environment that the person's in or is, is it, it their the person? personality? And we as, you know, human beings automatically assume a person's personality is why they make choices and decisions, but it's so much more layered. It's a big stinky onion full of how they were raised, what their environment is, what their community is like. Totally. Yeah.
2: Which is interesting because, you know, context. When you think of people, you know, living in big houses in rich neighborhoods where basically they want for nothing and, you know, you walk outside and you can sleep on your front lawn and not have any problem. Then you take another place where it's people stacked on top of each other and mm. disrepair and noisy neighbors and of course those situations you know with with the best will in the world from good parents and a good home life Mm -hmm. if the community is a wreck then that's why people are often wanting to get out of those environments because it is really hard to thrive mm -hmm. even if your family is amazing yeah even if you're supported even if you're
1: determined or have motivation if you're stuck in that same environment Mm
2: -hmm. you know if you're in a neighborhood where you're being kept up all night or bad things are happening or you're fearful or you know it's it's not pleasant
1: I mean we can discuss this in terms of so many different things it's like the political climate right now you know there's so much Mm -hmm. back and forth about liberals versus conservatives and all this stuff and for me I've always said people's perspectives and perceptions on things have to do with the the environment that they live in and the reality of their own situations. And it's really hard be able to quantify like what another, why another person thinks the way they do or acts the way they do.
0: Thinks and feels. Yeah. You know, so I have some family members and friends who are raised in families that um, hunting is a big part of their social interaction with their family members mm-hmm. and it's part of their historical identity in their family. And that is causing people to lean a certain way when it comes to gun control and rights and things mm-hmm. like that, that they go so far as, as identifying with some of the principles based on the context of how they were raised and what they yeah. find important. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So the power of context was... It was pretty meaningful. This, I'm I'm just, I'm again going to say this was a really difficult read for me. Yeah. Well, he,
1: he goes so many different places. He just bounce, kind of bounces back and forth. And it's kind
2: of like you're reading a conversation in a room of people. Yeah. But it's just Gladwell. Gladwell. I mean,
1: one chapter has like eight different subjects so in many. it. And then they somehow all not only tie back into that chapter, but also previous chapters too. And then he brings yeah. in stuff from previous chapters into this one. It's just like... It's
2: kind of like reading a spider graph.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's an incredibly interesting person. And how fun would it be to be like Friends with Malcolm Gladwell? That sounds like a movie. Friends, friends with Malcolm with Gladwell. Malcolm. Being like John Malkovich. Malkovich. <laughs> Gladwell.
2: Gladwell,
0: Gladwell, Gladwell,
2: Gladwell. Gladwell. That's why I think I'll be listening to more of his podcasts... Because I did, I I could absorb that mm-hmm. because the way he he actually you know on the podcast he's lighthearted, lighthearted, exciting, excitable. I think um, kind of like childlike curiosity, yeah, just very kind of. I think that's almost why the book goes in so many different directions and you know in a short space of time because he's he wants to tell everyone about everything. Yes. Like at the time it, it kind of pops into his head it seems like. And he does organize it but it doesn't necessarily work in my mind. I, as in it does work it doesn't work the way I absorb. As I agree. Well. I it's agree. It's my issue.
0: <laughs> well, I find it hard to absorb. And we're all like having that. the same concerns with this book. Yeah. Yeah, that it that it's a little hard to absorb, it's a little mm-hmm. hard to follow. But that's okay. I'm glad I read it. You yeah. know, I yeah. I feel
2: I feel intellectually enhanced after it makes me want to want to look at more things connected to it which i think is almost the point because i think if he thought that by someone reading this they'd want to underline a bunch of things and investigate and research the the things that led to this book that's kind of the point
0: there's a there's an area in this book toward the end That it says a reading group guide. Did you guys see that? Mm -mm. No. (laughs) I want to say it's on page Mm. six Mm -hmm. because he starts the pages over and he kind of. Poses some questions for discussion, and
2: see, I knew it. He wants us just—he's like, "Hey, hey!" He wants you to just talk about it, and and then go back to this. I love it. I do love him.
0: And he does say that he he hopes at the end that an individual who read this and understood the concepts and the tipping point kind of has a lens to view the world through, and that the world is just—it's a bunch of epidemics, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of our experience. What about uh, epidemic immunity? symptoms of epidemic immunity is kind of toward the end. And he's just, I mean, it's just noteworthy that telephone marketing, telemarketers Mm. and email, that people are becoming desensitized because back in the 90s when we had dial-up and you got emails, Mm. it was from people who you actually knew. And now... Anytime you get an email, you may open your inbox and you have, you know, 64 waiting for you in the morning. Oh my
2: goodness, I hate that. And
0: most of them are junk or things you don't care about, things that aren't close, so you have no choice but to filter out all of the information and you just become desensitized. Mm-hmm. You mean like
1: having 20,055 unopened emails in your inbox?
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lizzie, are you an inbox zero person? Yeah. I mean, Oh no, my God. I'm, okay. i, I
2: Let's put it, I've okay. only met I'm one not of your kind. An inbox 0. Mine has 592 right now from three different emails collectively. Oh, that's so that's just one. So I that pretty empty. Uh-huh. I have an email I for gone junk it recently.
0: <laughs> what? I have an email purposely for junk. If I ever have to sign up for something, I just put the junk mail in there.
2: Well, I, so have, I can
0: access it if I need it, but then I can just ignore whatever else they send me. <laughs> I think I
1: have two of those now because I keep on like I just keep making new ones. And so, yep. so I've got like the really old one, and then the second oldest one. I
2: I have one which I have to sign into every so often because was all of the emails that Eddie and me sent when we were back Aww. in the day, long Aww. distance. I lost one of my email addresses. Oh, how sad! And that was the one that most of the emails were on. And I was like,
0: oh, oh, heartbreak. Oh, that but reminds in, me. I wonder if. But it's in the gra- in the
2: reality, I mean, it was just us with lots of emojis and.
0: And you got the man, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so i'm pretty much feeling like i've gone full circle with malcolm gladwell i'm glad that i read gladwell's book the tipping point
1: are we done talking about it i'm done talking about it how about you well we can be because the only other part that i would want to talk about is kind of grim is it the transactive memory
0: no okay then let's just skip that what would you like to talk about
1: I mean, I don't really want to talk about it. The, I found the the case study chapter was
0: the search for the unsticky cigarette part Mm-hmm, and the suicide
1: and the smoking, yeah, oh all God, of that. It's yeah, so
0: grim. Mm.
2: That's very interesting, actually, because can of, can we, in a
0: nutshell, summarize that for people who are listening? That
2: um, <laughs> wasn't it connecting depression with the likelihood of smoking cigarettes because essentially. Um, Is it dopamine? Well, dopamine dopamine
1: and um, norepinephrine, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't they find that just replacing someone's cigarette habit with serotonin didn't have the appropriate effect or did not want to make someone quit smoking? So I am a recovering smoker. And part of the study was talking about how part of that has to do with... Do you remember the study where they asked people what their first
0: experience with a cigarette was.
1: Or memory of it. And a lot of people's were associations (gasps) with like... With individuals. Yeah, like with their grandparents or they remember smelling it. On a cool person they looked
2: up to that was close to their age. Exactly. And so... Didn't it say that... Smoking didn't make someone cool, being cool Cool. made someone smoke. smoke. It was the personality of the, it was the tendency to be a certain type of individual that that led them to smoking rather than that. You pick up a cigarette and you're a cool person. Right,
1: so with that being said, only a percentage of people actually went on to become addicted to it because the initial wasn't... It was more situational, but then it also talked about there being a almost genetic component to it, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I found interesting because, I mean, we've all heard that in terms of alcohol, but I don't think I ever have heard of it in terms of cigarettes. He, He
0: also had a solution for smoking, and that was make the nicotine hit less strong instead of trying to keep kids from experimenting because they're going to do what they're going to do even more so if we're mm-hmm. telling them not to because yeah. it's forbidden. hundred percent. That if we can get the nicotine hit to be lowered within the actual cigarettes themselves, that if a child It'd be less memorable. Yeah. It, that they'll be more likely to be able to bounce back and make a choice rather than being addicted.
2: However, that will never happen because that would mean the companies, the big tobacco companies making their product not addictive. Right. Like, they're not going to go, oh, you know, this is this is a big thing. Like, we don't want kids to smoke. They actually do want kids to smoke. Speaking of epidemics, I can't wait to ask you guys about some others you might be seeing. I just want to
0: tie in real quick. You said that this section had to do with suicide in Malaysia as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And so amazing. it was chilling Ooh. that you can compare teenage experimentation with smoking in the states to teenage experimentation with With suicide
1: suicide for zero reason i mean it was like menial things it wasn't like it was
0: like teenage angst
1: yeah one
2: kid actually was found near death Um, literally it said with his tongue out like and when they asked What, you know, what it had led to him doing that, he just said he wanted to try... He wanted to try it out. Yeah, he said he
1: wasn't trying to kill himself.
0: He was just trying, just to see what it was like. Like a teenager would say about cigarettes. Right. Yes.
1: And... And didn't the... That epidemic rose...
0: It is still. Exponentially.
1: It's crazy. And... And it was mostly teenage young teenage boys
0: and in the states we have an epidemic of campus shootings Mm. that that doesn't happen around the world that is something that's very unique to us right now this is
2: why sometimes I wonder about the way the news reports things sometimes I feel like there should be a little less information in some respects when the news is being given Mm right because the way it the sensationalizes media operates it. these days it spreads so quickly like if there's a fashion for hush puppy shoes these days the fashion is like come and gone in seconds mm-hmm. because of social media instagram people share stuff so maybe stuff gets shared as a fashion i remember when i was younger and the internet was just first first becoming a thing <laughs> um you know like we we used to write poetry and but but dark poetry and it was definitely cool to talk about dark stuff and depression and but yeah it was fashionable to be really unhappy and even if you weren't <gasps> tortured actually a very unhappy person you would pretend you were
0: well look at all the cool people who were tortured in a way you know yeah. musicians and mm-hmm. The whole grunge movement—people looking homeless and miserable—and and then that kind of. But they were the makes, coolest people. It we makes knew. a
2: small deal of you know you've got people like Kurt Cobain who was genuinely really unwell, and people were kind of imitating that vibe. But mm-hmm. actually, then he was unwell, and he ended his life. Yeah.
1: But was he? There's some
0: books out there about Kurt Cobain that would be interesting to
1: read. You There's know, a my-
0: documentary about called "Hit It Hard" on Netflix. Patty Schimmel, I believe, was the uh, the drummer for Hole. Mm-hmm. That's that's a journey down a rabbit hole. I would highly recommend. Rabbit Hole. Rabbit oh, Hole.
1: No. I it, am. Everything you guys are saying is Girl true. Hugs. I remember when I first met my ex-husband, he was like, I will be dead by 27.
0: Oh. And, well. <gasps> wishful thinking <laughs> on his part. <laughs> well, maybe,
1: but it was, you know, all, all of the cool rock and roll. It was fashionable. Right. It was, yeah. And, oh, you know, a, a lot of them... Did die at the age of twenty seven. All
0: mm-hmm. All right, so we were over there. Now we're over, here. <laughs> now we're over here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for that, you, That ladies. seems to be a theme. What are some epidemics you have noticed over the years or currently? I'm gonna say one that I saw that I stole from the book, and that is memes. memes. Oh,
2: everyone loves a meme. I love a good I love meme. A good meme.
0: What does this meme?
1: Eddie, Eddie
0: you know exactly what I mean.
1: I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Eddie does. We've made know memes. We have. Yep. And and memes are a fairly new phenomenon, a fairly new epidemic, mm-hmm. and they bring me so much joy. I love them.
2: I actually genuinely believe that memes could be what bring people from all walks of life into one. Like about things like toast.
1: A meme's just like a a comedian blurb comedians can talk about whatever the hell they want and generally there are still people that take offense to comedians.
0: but generally and some memes are offensive
1: right but yeah. in general you they get a pass and you can find the humor in the dark or whatever memes mm-hmm. can be the same way or it could be just making fun of toast
0: what about memes in with- other countries in other languages have, have you guys been exposed to much of that no, I haven't. Because some things aren't gonna cross culturally.
2: They're not gonna make sense. However, cats, cats with do. cats faces cross. in a piece of bread worldwide. <laughs> You've seen <laughs> those, right? Cats. Cats it, just people have cut people uh, like oh, take out the middle oh, piece of a slice of and put the pork space in. Cat's it. Face. That's so
0: good. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> uh, yes, I have seen it, and <laughs> that's hilarious and sad. Also, uh, how about cosplay? Do we think cosplay might be an epidemic that's uh, reaching a tipping point? I think it's we're going to
1: already and maybe moving past. Yeah, tip.
0: I have two more epidemics that I just want to. I want to see your face when I say the word. LOL! Surprise!
2: Oh, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I don't even have kids, and I hate. Oh.
0: Them. Lol, I want an lol supplies.
1: Um, yeah, that's definitely an epidemic, and And it
0: tipped,
1: huh? Oh, it tipped. It tipped. No, no,
0: they're still
2: around.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, but well,
2: Christmas is coming. At least I know what to get everybody. Isn't (laughs) the tipping point? Isn't the tipping point when when like gets to its most popular? Yeah. It's when it goes from being like 100,000 sales of whatever to being a million. It could
0: be, depending on what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. So
1: this will be the third year. The first year was 2017. And that's what was asked for from Santa Claus by my then four-year-old. She asked for the same thing in 2018.
0: Wow. You know, what's funny is my three-year-old niece, she didn't know what it was. and. We got her some, and she had so much fun opening all the little <laughs> gift things. Yeah, it has inside.
1: nothing to do with the toy.
0: No, the toy sucks. Because <laughs>
1: once they open the toy, they don't ever play with it again. And you have
0: 30 pieces of
1: my junk.
2: Brother.
0: I have one more epidemic to share. Do you have any? Here's my last one. Farmhouse decor.
2: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> once farmhouse became popular... Everybody yeah. has to have the whitewashed gray clocks oh, and the yeah. whitewashed uh, benches and things that look like they came out of a farm, like egg crates and
2: open shelving. And then as soon as you... This is the interesting thing. As soon as everyone's bought all of these things that are essential to have, it's not cool anymore. It's and not then cool. what are you going to do with all of your farmhouse items? Decor. Because oh. they're very specific as well. It's oh, like yeah. like sliding uh, barn doors
0: for your bathroom door. Like the sliding doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I had this thought, actually, because a couple years ago I'd started to, you might remember, uh, paint furniture. Like, oh, know, yeah. And the idea was to paint antiques that were damaged. So not to ruin, because I love, love, love wood antique furniture. But I had this thought because it tipped. Big time. It did. And all of a sudden, not only were there stores popping up selling this furniture for insane amounts of money, but stay-at-home moms and, you know, whatever would start to do it out of their homes and...
0: Chalkboard paint, paint. shabby chic. Everybody
1: was doing it. And my thought at that point was, okay, let me stop doing this. Or if I wasn't going to stop, I thought, in four or five years, I'm going to make a lot of money stripping all these pieces of furniture and restoring them back to their original in the next Mm. three to five years i bet you there's going to be a shift back towards
2: um, that i have one i just just thought of um so i grew up in a house with lots of old stuff we literally used to dig up little bottles in the backyard because it was england so that kind of stuff was all love how
1: she says bottles um
2: little pipes all these things and um that was what my home was like and so I find it interesting now when you know all the things that I would love to have in my house because I grew up around those things are now you really can't expensive. find like an yeah. old bottle on Etsy is like five hundred pounds. I'm like what? yeah
1: for an old what? green yeah like, like an old thing that three says, inch tall you know, bottle uh-huh. on it or something yeah.
2: But um, it makes me just think. Well, I can't wait for this to be done so that I can once again get buy it items for inexpensive remind me of you know my childhood yeah. And it isn't expensive, and also you know uh, witchy stuff, witchy like witchy crystals. Stuff. Yep,
1: yeah. You know what's irritating to me? Like uh, clothing um, tipped last year. I would say into the like, I shouldn't say my style, but it did move more into <laughs> it was like cool to be
0: a hippie. Yeah, and yeah. I and I mean. And you were offended.
1: I was a hippie after hippies were hippies, <laughs> but no, it was like all I of was a, a sudden.
2: Second, I mean, <laughs> I used to
1: complain about not, you know, not being able to find stuff that I that I liked, that was my style. And then all of a sudden, that's all the frick you could find was. And so
2: everybody was dressing
1: like my you. style, and I was like irritated by that. So that you feel the,
2: like wearing, you know, pictures of yourself through the years <laughs> to prove that you have been doing it for 1982.
1: Ages. 1992 <laughs> so there's that but going back to your farmhouse uh i mentioned ray dunn that was huge last year okay huge 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 Is that a brand name it is and but she makes just is it the paint it's no it's just uh dishes oh that oh. have a certain font on it mm. and it's all sorts of things but it says what the thing what the thing is so coffee mugs says coffee or, well, there's a Namaste one. Which is interesting
2: because I remember back in the day when things said sugar and flour. And that was a very style. That's exactly what. It's kind of like that again, but just with a different. But it's everything. Butter. Serving spoons. Tea. Yeah. I know
1: exactly what you're talking about now. Okay. And this was like. They're really cute. They are really cute. But it was going around like there were women in our community that would go when they knew that there was a shipment coming in, and they would buy the Ooh. lot of it. No, I'm not oh, even making this up. This is for real. And I know you don't lie. Yeah, I don't. And and <laughs> then they would sell it to people.
2: What about uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Can we not? So unfortunate I that people cannot. are freaking out. I saw a thing where two guys had bought. They line. They'd queued up. They bought loads of the chicken sandwiches thinking that they were going to then sell them to the people in line for more forgetting that people wanted their chicken sandwich hot I'm sorry there's a suburban doing donuts in my court hmm
1: teenage boy
0: no it's the neighbor I don't really understand what she's doing
2: (laughs) she's suburban swerving (laughs) suburban swerving
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that is my neighbor
2: just driving around in circles oh i hope she
1: hits my car
2: this is so odd then i will have to cut that oh no actually because you haven't asked her to hit it it's okay oh yeah no you can't claim if (laughs) is she done
0: i think so i think she's done that was weird that was really weird i saw it four times before you guys saw it I just That's saw the mail odd. truck.
1: I saw you freaking out and I was like, Nikki is having an episode.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt. Her eyes um, were
1: bugging out of know, her head. You know,
2: going, weirdly, <laughs> segueing back to the prayer beads on the feet. Do you remember the um airwalk ads? Yeah. Do you actually remember them from back in the day?
0: Um, I feel like I do. I feel like I remember.
2: So there was one where a monk was wearing, because people were very interested in the Dalai Lama freeing Tibet that was a an epidemic of you know trend and so airwalk had done this monk studying and or doing a test and he had airwalk shoes on and he'd written his cheat sheet on the side and that was that ended up being um pulled that ad because they took it down because monks a it's disrespectful don't touch
0: their feet and b and b
2: don't cheat don't Don't cheat cheat. (laughs) But I do remember those ads. But the
0: damage was probably already done. It already went up. Mm -hmm. They knew they'd be offending someone. Ah, So, thank you, Malcolm Gladwell. Appreciate the times, the sharing of information. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to have read your book and to be exposed to your uh, insights and your brain. Totally. I'm excited to... And energy.
1: I'm excited to get excited about something new.
0: So... We have talked about a few books, and some are kind of standing out, and I wish we had already decided which book we were going to choose. It's a
1: surprise.
0: It is a surprise, but I would really like people to be able to read along with us. Oh. We have a couple books that we've discussed, kind of thrown around. I think that um, would you ladies like to explore the topic of women and money? I would love that finances considering where we're at in our lives and Lizzie you've been wanting to explore into some books in this realm I'm always interested I've Um, literally had on my list of things to do for at least the last six to
1: eight months like getting a financial plan in order
2: we just procrastinate yeah on
1: doing it on doing it so maybe this will at least light a fire under our bunsies. side note Mm mm-hmm there was a question posed in a, the Oil Gatherings Facebook group, which is a, a essential oil group, and somebody asked, "What is your favorite way to use myrrh?"
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: to, <laughs> to which I replied in a sentence, which is kind of how I'm feeling about this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> all
0: right so okay are we gonna jigsaw three books or are we gonna read one book together again you know what you read that book g
1: for sure find out next week
0: i'm going to read the energy of money oh okay we're deciding right now can someone just tell me what i should read what was the first one barry Barry.
1: oh yeah you wanted to read that one
0: i'll read that. what's the book called
1: it is called (laughs)
0: no this is going to be fun this is going to make it a little interesting because everybody's going to have something to bring
1: oh we're going to be talking over each other like
0: nobody's business it's gonna be so much fun we haven't done this yet okay lots of money the lots of money okay lizzie's reading the art of money by
1: oh i really wanted to read that one
2: gina just kidding (laughs) you get you get the prince the, the paw prints? You don't get the prints. Oh. oh. my God, friends. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. It says that on there. He's oh, not coming.
1: I thought you were being personal. Because <laughs> I'm the only one without a print. So
2: to wrap
0: it up, Lizzie, Very neatly with a very beautiful bow. Lizzie's reading...
2: The Art of Money by Bari or Barry. I will get it right. Of Tesla.
0: And I'm reading The Energy of Money, A Spiritual Guide to Financial and Personal Fulfillment by... Maria Nemeth PhD and I am reading Prince Charming
1: isn't coming Oh God! <laughs> how women get smart about money by Barbara Stanny.
0: help me I'm poor <laughs> maybe I could just leave. just maybe one drink I'll you a noodle a what maybe I could give you a little kiss on the cheek okie dokes it's gonna be fun so next week ish we're gonna uh we're gonna jigsaw and we'll come up with some really good points to be able to share So if someone didn't pick up one of the books, maybe um, our conversation next week will inspire someone to do so. So, what? What? That was great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so if you have not already joined the Tag2F movement, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave a comment regarding great personal development books because clearly we have a struggle in trying to figure it out on our own what we're going (laughs) to read. And share with someone you know, form a mastermind tag two females or males anyone who might be interested toodles